Welcome to episode 15 of the Birding Life Podcast. My name is Adam and I'm your host on the podcast where we discover birds and the birders that pursue them. The Birding Life is proud to be associated with Swarovski Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars and spotting scopes, as well as Birdlasser bird logging app. Spot, plot, play a part. Download and install the app and play your part in social conservation. The Birding Life is a lot more than just a podcast. It's a multi-platform resource to connect birders with each other, amazing locations, the best resources, and obviously, where to find amazing birds. Head on over to our website, www.thebirdinglife.com, and be sure to sign up to our newsletter on the site so that you do not miss out on any of the exciting things that are coming up. In this episode of The Weekly Chirp, we conclude our four-part series on the various bird identification apps that are available on the Southern African market. Over the course of the series, I've tried to answer the question, which is the best bird identification app to get? We've had the opportunity to hear from representatives from the Newmans, the Bird Pro South Africa, and the Sassel app over the last three weeks. And tonight we conclude by having a chat about the Roberts Bird Guide second edition app. Be sure to follow this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. And please take the time to rate and comment on it. Like I said, this week we'll look at one of the highest recommended bird identification apps on the Southern African market. The Roberts Bird Guide 2nd Edition. I was not able to get a representative from the app to be on the episode. Although I must say, Guy Gibbon has been in touch and has been helpful as we have prepared. So tonight I'll be having a chat with Calvin Harris who will help me unpack just what the app offers. If you like what you hear, be sure to download the app either on iOS or Android. Today's going to be a little bit different. We're going to continue with our series on looking at the various apps available in the Southern African market. We normally have someone from the app on the show, um, but we were not able to get someone from the Roberts app to be on the show. So what we're going to do is um, I'm going to have a chat to Kelvin Harris, one of my birding mates. And we're just going to chat about the, the Roberts app from our experience and just yeah, get a bit of information about the app and just share how we found the app. And I hope it's going to be beneficial to those that listen tonight. So, um, Calvin, I want to welcome you to the show and just take a moment to introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. Hi, Adam. Yeah, great. So it's great, it's great to actually be, uh, to finally be involved in the Burning Last uh, podcast. And uh, yeah, I think we, we can all congratulate you on what you've done and, and, and uh, how this is growing uh, on a daily and weekly basis. So thank you very much. Um, yeah, just a, a brief summary about myself. Um, there may be a few people out there that, that know me um, on Instagram. My handle is birds by Calvin. I'm a, I consider myself um, an, an amateur bird photographer. Um, I'm born and born and raised in South Africa in Durban and KZN. I actually currently stay up in Belito. Um, yeah, no, I think um, like most people like yourself, I, I share a passion for birding and I've also got an interest in sort of technology. And um, so, so I think chatting about apps and um, all that all that bolts onto birding um, peripheral to that uh, piques my interest as well. So it's great. To, it's great. To, I look forward to having a chat about this app this evening. Yeah, so we're going to chat tonight about the Roberts app, and we've said it with all the different apps. The The purpose of this isn't just to try critique and speak of the app in a bad light. As much as we can, we want to present the apps in a good light and show the strengths of each of these apps. And I think I think it's we were chatting about it just before the show. Maybe you just want to chat and um, come in on this, Calvin. It's very difficult to actually compare apps because, you know, all of the apps 
have strengths, they all have weaknesses. And I think if we were to go around and ask enough birders, there's there's birders that would would back almost all the apps on the market right now and say that is the best app. And it's quite difficult to compare. And I think we're not even going to try to do that tonight. So, you know, you were chatting about that a bit before, how difficult it is actually to compare different apps. Yeah, it is a bit of a tricky one, Adam. Um, I think I recall on, on maybe your, your last review, perhaps on, on Sassel 5, or it might have been the Bird Pro app that, that you did, the episode, where you, you even said it's, it has been said out in the market that there's possibly a, a flood or a saturation of, of birding apps out there. Um, I must say, you know, for, for me, I've, I, I haven't really had more than one birding app on my phone. Um, and to be quite fair, I think well, what's quite uh, appropriate about this evening is that I've been a long-time user of, of the first or the original Roberts app, um, and I think it's quite nice to compare, obviously, that, probably the best comparison to the latest version, the, 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 um, the version 2 of, of, this, of this app. Something, something that's probably worth mentioning, and, and I think anyone that that's, uh, follows birding forums on Facebook and, and, the, and, and the like is that, um, probably, I would say, right when this, when the, the newer version of, of the, the Roberts app was launched, there's quite a bit of chatter and murmuring um, amongst the birding community about, you know, we, we're now going into the realms where these apps are maturing. And, I mean, understandably so, when people are trying to run a business, they decide, well, do we update our current app or do we launch a new version of the app? And, and that's a... And that's quite a big challenge for a company or you know any any organisation that puts in so much effort and time into releasing an app because you know most people what we find are, are want to pay for something once and then enjoy the benefits for the rest of their life for eternity which which you know from a business point of view doesn't doesn't always make sense. So just getting back to that chapter, there was a there was quite a quite a, quite a few strong opinions about whether or not. Um, you know, previous owners of the, of the first version should be able to upgrade to the new version for free and why, the, why should they have to pay? And then, you know, the obvious uh, response came through as well is that, well, when a new version of a book gets launched, you can't update a book, you've got to buy a book. And people generally don't have a problem with doing that. So I thought that made for quite an interesting conversation. And, um, yeah, I think um, I would probably have fallen into that, that first bracket and saying, well, I paid for the app once. I do expect, you know, incremental updates. Um, why should I now go have to uh, have to update the app? And look, uh, you know, swinging backward and forward in my mind about whether or not I, I can justify spending the $4.99 for, for the latest version of the app, um, I eventually bit the bullet and, and thought, well, you know, I've trusted Roberts before and I assume that, um, that they'll keep delivering in terms of my preferred app. And um, I'm quite happy to say they have. And um, I'm sure we're going to unpack that a little bit later in some of your questions. Yeah, I think I think what people don't always realize is the costs that go into these apps. And I remember having a chat to Hank Nell before about the Bird Lasser app. And there's incredible costs that go on behind the scenes. And I think, you know, ultimately, uh, these apps are actually a business. It's not, you're not just, it's not just a freebie. There is actually, you, you don't put together an app just to, put it out there you actually want to make something from it and i think it's it's quite fair that i mean if you ask any businessman anyone who's doing what they do on the show the reality is you do want to make money out of it if you go to any businessman go to a restaurant and say well i came here last week um you know i want food for free tonight you know it's it's this you know you gotta 
draw the line somewhere. So yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Maybe we can some of the guys are listening can just you know pop some comments into the feed afters what their thoughts on that. So let's chat about the Roberts Bird Guide, the Field Guide too. It's based on the um, Roberts Field Guide book, which is a brilliant. I mean, in terms of field guides, it's one of the best field guides out there. Um, it's a lot of times is my go-to field guide. Um, when you open up the app, the the first um, screen when you open it up just in case people haven't seen it is a beautiful picture of a secretary bird really a stunning bird then there's a whole lot of things there field guide you click on that you almost get you get the plates which are brilliant you click on the next one you get the bird guide that's where you can see the individual species my lists um that's where you can have your the list of birds you've seen uh, my location that's um you can just put your location to try and fine tune the amount of birds you've seen identification it's like almost like a smart a smart um, identification we should put different details narrow down the bird i think one thing that is really cool on the roberts bird guide we can chat about it just now is the birding site section um i don't know how up to date those are but I, I think that's something which is very unique to this app so i've spoken about the basic menus that are available calvin but as someone who's used roberts one and used roberts two what are some of the immediate differences and possible improvements you've seen roberts two and is there anything that wasn't Roberts one that you'd wish had stayed into Roberts two? For some of the for some of the older birders, they, they might appreciate this as well. I'm a I've worn you know spectacles or glasses since I was probably about seven years old. So just the pure fact when I, when you click on the field guide of the new version, the, the pictures are slightly bigger and and you can adjust the size of the wording, which I mean, for someone who wears glasses or a little bit, uh, you know, hard of hard of sight, that makes a that makes a big difference. It's probably some not something that you know everyone thinks about when when creating the app, but, but I certainly appreciate that. When you click on an image on the on the new version, and then you go to the family page, you you are now able to pinch and and zoom um, and, and zoom into an image uh, or, or sorry a plate and and to help you identify as well, which which wasn't on the on the previous version, uh, which again. I'm finding some of the newer apps now are, are becoming more custom to, and um, I, I certainly find real value in that. Another thing is, is the plates have been updated, like you mentioned, uh, to be in line with the latest uh, Robert's um, actual uh, book, um, which is which is welcome, and, and you know the plates are fantastic, and uh, they've been my go-to uh, my go-to field guide since I've been birding as well. So it's nice and familiar sites, and it's nice to have those updated. Just a quick point, you, you, you mentioned, you asked if there were any things that, that haven't been uh, carried over from the original version, which, which I think are missing. And um, yeah, you know, from, from a personal point of view, I like, to, I like to deep dive every now and again into a particular species, especially your vagrant species, and look at uh, the sightings history. And uh, rightly or wrongly, it looks like they haven't carried that across to the new version. So for example, I just flicked on to, I was doing a comparison between um, common red shank in the first um, in the first version and in the, the newer version, and they haven't carried across um, the you know the, the previous the, the old sighting history and, and where it's been seen around South Africa. So, so for some of the vagrants, I, I, I do like to see that it's not a massive thing, and probably a lot of people may not even ever notice that, but it, it is an observation that I've made, and and, and it, you know is something that I like from the first version. So for again, for those who haven't used it, when you click on field guide, it almost opens the plate, which is like you rightly said, the pictures are brilliant. I mean, really good pictures uh, show a lot of the 
the the details that you need to look out for when you're looking for a species in the field. You know, you know, I th- I think the thing is, you know, to com- again, we were talking about the comparison thing earlier. It's very difficult to compare. I know the the the, the app that has just been released right now is the new Cecil app. Um, the Cecil drawings are very a very different style to the to 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 the Roberts. I think they they both are phenomenal. I mean, I've been blown away by the Cecil drawings, but at the same time, just going back and looking at the Roberts again, the Roberts drawings are brilliant, and just just in terms of the on the plates, the details that are that are pointed out, and I think when you open up the birds also, it again would would point out those those details, and I think for you know when you're out in the field, you can you know sometimes a book can get a bit bulky, but what's great about the app is all the information that is contained in this phenomenal bird, this phenomenal field guide, is actually in your pocket. And I think the plates are phenomenal, like you said. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, let's not also forget uh, the, the, the various um, various photographs of, of each of the birds. And, um, you know, a lot of those photos have been carried across. Um, a few of them have been updated as well. And something, that's, something that Roberts has always been known for, and, and we, we spoke about earlier, uh, not only being a, a field guide, but perhaps also, you also call it a reference guide. Um, a lot of the photos, uh, sorry, a lot of the species have got, um, you know, pictures of eggs and 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 going going into a little more, a little more depth in terms of the, the nesting and um, the behaviour of these birds, and in, in terms of, um, you know, just not just purely from an identification point of view, but also, you know, looking at at the species in a little bit more depth. Something else, uh, you know, that, that I've noticed, and and we've we've definitely got to uh, thank Sadap too for this. The South African Bird Aptus Project 2 um, is that the distribution maps have all been updated on this new version of uh, the Roberts uh, App 2, um, which which asks, and if, if I'm purely just looking at the difference between the previous version and the current version now, the new version, is that the map is slightly zoomed in, and the you know the the seasonality of the birds in terms of when they occur and, and when best to find them has also been updated, and it goes into a little bit more depth. Um, on the information or the instructions for the app on the, on, on the, the initial screen. So let's chat about firstly about the photos. The photos are a big part of an app, and that is probably one thing that's different to having the field guide, is that the field guide has some photos in, but it's not a lot of photos in. The official blurb for the the app says there are 5,870 photos, including 500 nests and 700 egg photos. And that's nice, a nice variation. Just to just to go from the negative side first, I've been on the field, and this was with Roberts One. Okay, let me just say this with Roberts One. And I was out with my one mate birding, and I didn't have the Roberts One on my phone, and he opened up the Roberts One, and one of the birds we were looking for, the photos that were there were, were very subpar. However... I'm going to say this, most of the birds I've opened up on the Roberts, almost all the birds the, on Roberts too, the photos are of a very high quality. You know, what do you think about the photos on, on the app? What do you think about the standard of the photos? And I, I don't know if you've opened any of the more uncommon species. Um, what are your thoughts on the photos on the app? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, it's a big thing because, you know, plates are one thing and that gives you, you know, a, a, an overall view of the bird and, and what you should be looking out for. But photos are going to be the most most realistic in terms of what you're going to see in the field. You know, if, if you ask me, is it relevant to show in a Southern African um, uh, app, you know, the breeding plumage of, of some of the rough species, um, or sorry, a, a rough or, you know, some of our, our migrant species that, that, that change color completely when they migrate up to Europe and the rest, 
well, you, I suppose there's, there's pros and cons in that, and, and you can probably argue whether or not it's, it's relevant. But, you know, by and large, I must say, I'm quite satisfied with the, with the photos in this, in this new app, uh, the new version, rather. And, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing that I feel that is lacking, if, if, uh, if I can say that. You, what is apparent and what I have noticed in comparison to Sassel 5 and, and a few of the other apps that have been uh, reviewed lately is that it's quite clear that whoever develops an app has got their, their preferred supplier of photographs um, and, and those particular photographers are, are quite prominent in those respective apps. And um, the same goes for, for, for this. You can just see who has developed the, the, this particular app on the Robert side and who their preferred uh, supplier of photographs are. Bearing in mind, if we go back to this, uh, the, the Roberts One, is that you know th that app was originally released in around about 2012, 2013. So you know we, we all know birding has improved, photography has improved, um, and the standard of photography amongst birders has also improved so much in that in those sort of seven, eight years that the availability of different sides of birds, different you know male and female of the species, uh, different you know variation of plumage. Um, that's a lot more prevalent now than it might have been during that time. So um, I suppose we've got to give credit to where it's due and to say that I, I don't believe anything is lacking from the photography point of view in the latest version. I think if you want to see um, the standard of photos you're looking at the, the, on the good side, um, Hugh Chittenden does a lot of the photos on the app and you can go on to, he's got a, he's got a website on the internet and, and honestly he is probably one of South Africa's finest bird photographers his photos are amazing a lot of his photos are on there this podcast is made possible by one of our sponsors bird lasser spot plot play a part the bird lasser app is available for free on both ios and android platforms be sure to download it today and seamlessly contribute to conservation initiatives But yeah, just when you click on a, a, a specific species, you're going to get there. It kind of gives you a fold-on menu, bird page, play sound, distribution, ad sighting, ad or edit sighting, bird family, similar birds, which is quite a nice thing. It kind of shows you the birds that are similar to the bird you're looking at and that kind of thing. Yeah, let's let's chat about the information on each around each bird. Um, when you open up the bird page, the first thing you'll get is you'll get the almost the plate kind of picture of the bird then they've got kind of a short a shortened write-up sexes um they write about the juvenile the status habitat food the call names so it kind of and then the the, the the name and it kind of gives you a basic rundown of of a short version of what you're looking for in the bird but then you go down and then it's got the the longer write-up which is goes into tons of detail and I think for a lot of birders, this is, you know, if you want to grow as a birder, the first top, it's great on the field. But the second lot of information is, it's like I said to you before we chatted, it's, it's meaty stuff. The the only weakness I would possibly say in this is, for a newer birder, they might find the style of writing a little, a little bit intimidating. But for people that are experienced as birders, um, or more experience, let me use the word more experience, I think the Roberts is by far one of the best in terms of the, the write-ups on the different species. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I mean, you know, let's, let's think back to when you and I first started birding and, um, you know, we may or may not even have had an app. All you, all you really worried about at that stage is 
what am I looking at? How quickly can I ID it? And have I got the ID correct? Um, because I'd hate to go back to my birding friends or post a picture on Facebook, for example, about a completely incorrectly ID bird. Um, and that's, I mean, you know, that's just that's just the pressure that comes with. You know, pressure is the wrong word, but um, you know, the, the, the kind of a new bird is just trying to get those little basics right before they go on. So yes, I mean, you 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 could argue that the amount of text in the, in this particular app is quite intimidating, but then that also might not appeal to that individual at a later stage. And then as you as you spoke about more more experienced birders, you know, we've uh, we've been doing some sort of uh, Zoom courses about uh, learning about going deeper dives with birds during lockdown. And a lot of the time we're using the Roberts app and, and, the, and the actual book as our reference guide in terms, in terms of uh, learning about the birds in integrated depth and uh, understanding them a bit better. So, you know, from that point of view, this, this app has actually been fantastic. It's certainly the first version and the second version. But yeah, you know, initially if, if my, my advice for, for a newer birder is to not be intimidated by all this text. It is there to help you. But you know, from an identification point of view, stick with the plates, try and get a, a brief overview of the bird, and then you know, do your best to look at the distribution um, to, to get closer to ID. I think all the debates online about which is the best app, I think you actually need to, like I said earlier, you know, get someone who's got the different apps on their phone and ask them to have a look. And you know, look at the the way the drawings are done, for example, on the different apps, look at the way the text is done on the dif different apps. And and I think, you know, for different people, they might come to a different conclusion about which is the best app. The two of us might even disagree which is the best app to use. But the thing is, I think it's finding that app that, that suits you as a bird. And I think that is, um, that is important. You know, if you're listening to this today and, you know, you put the question online, you're going to get 100 different answers, whatever, about which is the best app, which is the best book or whatever. But I think the best app is the best app for you. You've got to go and find the app that suits your style, suits you as a person. And I really encourage you, you know, I, I, like as, as highly as we speak of the Roberts and we spoken of the different apps we've spoken about on the, the previous episodes, I think you've got to, you've got to figure out what's going to, what's, what's going to work for you and what's going to, you, you know, what's going to be the thing that's going to help you grow as a bird. And it might be, it might also mean having more than one, one app on your phone also. Yeah, Adam, look, I mean, there's, there's definitely other factors at play. Um, you know, cost uh, is a factor, for, as we know, um, for most people, especially younger birders, if, if they're saving up a bit of money or whatever the case is, maybe they want this, this uh, app as a birthday present or a Christmas present and things like that. You know, there may or may not be limiting factors from a cost point of view. Um, there's some great deals going on on other apps at the moment, which uh, which are very competitive. But but yes, you know, I would you know if, if I was thinking of myself right now as, as a birder just just starting off and asking around what would be the best way. Sorry, uh, let me rephrase that. What what is the best app to get? Well, uh, first thing I would say is definitely listen to all of your previous podcasts because I think that that's going to give someone a great indication of what's out there. But not only that. The, the chances are they're probably going to take the first app that's recommended to them from a birder that they respect and know. And, you know, there's a lot more to an app than just the pictures, the plates, and how quickly you can ID something. Um, something I know that you want to talk about is definitely the back uh, the back end customer support, which I think is, uh, is, is becoming more and more of a critical factor for a lot of these, um, you know, sort of tech companies and us as birders as well um, to be supported uh, when we need to. 
So before we get to that, that's probably going to be a bit of a contentious issue to chat about. So how did you find the calls on the app? Um, I've never used Roberts One for for calls and that type of thing, and but I did hear people. I did spend time with people that did have the um, Roberts One app, and the calls were good on 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 the Roberts One. But how how do you find the calls on Roberts Two? I think well, I don't know if this was a feature on Roberts One, but what one thing I do like with it is is how on certain birds you can click on the the bird and click on the call and there's and there's various there's there's different calls the bird which is really which is really great from a calls point of view the, it it seems to tick all the boxes there, there's a nice description of of how and when that their call was recorded so in other words is it a call and flight is it a, is it a display call is it a an alarm call is it a, you know a bird singing from a song post from a territorial point of view and and that definitely helps because you know when you're out in the field and you're looking at perhaps a bird that is calling and you try and play it back on your phone to, to try and confirm the ID, then you can, you know, it'll help you in terms of what the bird is actually doing at the time versus what the description of, of that call is on the app. Perhaps one little, one sort of little niggle and, and then some of the other apps that, that you've uh, reviewed seem to have got this, uh, have refined this a little bit more, is that it does take one or two clicks to go into um, into the app to find the bird and to play the call. So it's not as simple as having a list of birds and then having a play button next to that bird um, to confirm the call quickly. You've actually got to, got to, got to go into the, the bird's profile, then click it again, and then you can play the call. Um, so, so that's something, I mean, it might not be a big thing for most people, but I see that other apps have refined that a little bit better. In terms of the variety of calls, well, um, you know, for me, I, I haven't had a problem. Um, there's a lot of birds that don't call when they come to South Africa as well. So, you know, for example, some of our migrant waiters, we, we're listening to calls that they may never ever make in this country. So you could argue whether or not it's relevant to have them. And I see some of the other apps, again, that you've uh, reviewed, that they simply haven't added those calls to that particular bird because they would be completely relevant in this country. One thing I, one thing I, did, I did hear, I, I worked... Um, I, I worked for a company and I met um, Q and Rush, who, who used to be, well, he may still be a bird guy. And I remember he, he told me that he linked up with Guy Gibbon in the early days to help record the sounds of, of the, the various birds um, for the original app. And, and uh, you, you and I may not know this, but before the app was released, you could actually buy the full range of CDs with all the calls from Guy Gibbon, um, you know, that, that was linked to, to Roberts. Just, just stop there, quickly. How cool is this? In my office at work, I've got the 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 box of tapes, cassette tapes, the guy given cassette tapes. I managed to get it from someone who was part of SPCA, and yeah, so I've got the cassettes, and I won't be parting with that, even if I don't use them. They're just really cool to have. So yeah, just to interrupt your story there. <laughs> well, you're gonna. You need, I think that the next challenge is you need to find a cassette player. But if you've got one, then that's awesome. And I believe. I believe you know, some people, some of our, the older generations still argue that the cassettes were at better quality than CDs. But anyway, that's beside the point. So what I was, what I was saying is that um, when I was chatting to Kieran, he, he said that he was helping um, Guy Gibbon to record these calls. And he said one of the most frustrating birds, uh, ironically, to, to, to lock down in terms of what, the, what calls it made and its variety was um, your greenback Camarotra, what used to be called bleating warbler. So... It is such a wide variety of calls um, that they would they would try and track this thing from from different sides. So so Kuhn would walk from the one angle 
And I think Gar would walk from the, the other angle behind the bird and zone in and try and work out what was calling. And they, they came in onto the same bird and they were completely flabbergasted about what it was that was calling because of the range of calls. So long story short, you know, they've, they've, they've got a wide range of calls for, for specific birds. Um, there's a lot of birds that mimic other birds, as we know. And um, it's, I think they've thrown a few of those in there as well, which is, which is always interesting to listen to. Yeah, we're really running out of time for the show. It's crazy. So let's chat about this my location feature, which um, is quite nice because it can generate birdosphere. But but another thing which I think I love about it is it helps you to locate birding sites. And I think the birding sites thing is something that possibly sets this app apart from other apps. So have you used the birding sites feature on it? And, and how up-to-date do you find them? How user-friendly do you find it? Yeah, Adam, I must say that's what it's, it's one of the biggest bonuses I find with this app and it's, it's helped me so many times being out in the field when I'm targeting a specific species. Um, and, you know, even, even when planning a bird trip, I, I simply just use this feature about looking at a province or looking at a region to, to narrow down which birding sites are where, how to access them. There's sometimes critical contact numbers to call before you go to those sites. So that you know, apart from apart from getting a bird list based on your location, the, the birding sites feature of this app has helped me numerous times um, to, to lock down the bird that I've been chasing, or to also plan a trip and just to, to get more information out. Towards the end of last year, I spent some time in the Northern Cape in Kimberley, and you know, this app took me to Spitzkop Dam and helped me find Compass Dam to seal the flamingos. Um, so yes, I'm I'm living a Living proof that it works works well and it's a great feature of this application. Yeah, so let's touch on that to end off. I think we've almost covered everything on the on the app. It's a great app. Well, let, let me ask this question before I touch on the last question. Someone right now has got Roberts One on their phone. Do you suggest, do you recommend that they take the plunge and they spend the 500 Rand to upgrade? They put their feelings aside and they upgrade from Roberts One to Roberts Two. Do you think it's worth it? Um, yes, I, I do. If you can, if you can afford the upgrade, I would definitely say go for it. There is an improvement on the on the original version. That, that that's for sure. You could argue whether or not it's a massive improvement, but the information has been updated. Um, some of the, the the recently seen vagrant species have been included in the new app, which is a big thing as well. Um, the plates have been updated, like we've spoken about as well. Um, so yes, I. You know, if you to hold a gun to my head, I would definitely say it's worth updating to the new version. Okay, now we're going to touch on a part which I think has maybe been the downfall of the Roberts app. And I think, you know, which we're chatting about before, do we chat about this? And yeah, um, you know, how have you found the customer support? Now we are looking at the reviews on on Google, but how have you personally found the Roberts supports? And maybe. Also, with people that you've interacted with around the Roberts, how, how, what what is what is your vibe around the customer support around the Roberts? Yeah, Adam, it's a it's a tricky question because you want to make sure that you you know you not only being honest to your listeners, but you're also trying to you know empathise with with anyone who's gone through such trouble to develop an app like this. Um, look, I think the best way I could describe the, the back end support or the customer support is mixed. Um, there's a lot of people who haven't had issues and have been have got, got the service that they needed. Um, but you know, I, I, it's it's plain to see that there are some people that haven't been very happy. 
um, certainly not only in the performance of some of the apps or how to go about downloading it, because it is a little bit different from, from some of the other apps that are on the market where you download sort of a skeleton of the app and then there's about, about 1.3 gigs of information, which includes uh, photographs, calls, things like that, that has to be downloaded natively onto your phone. The reason for this, uh, for, for it to work differently, is that when you're out in the field and you don't have signal or, or data or reception, that the app still works because all the information is stored on your phone. Now, some people who aren't perhaps tech, technologies, uh, technologically savvy have had some issues with this and have been a little bit upset, I have to say, about you know, the, the responses that they've got from, from the developers of this app and how to go about it. So maybe just uh, you know, something that the developers could take, take to heart is maybe do a better job at explaining how to download the information and to download this app and explain it um, in a different way that they're doing. And also their responses to the clients. You know, customer service uh, is, is paramount these days. There's a lot of competition. It's not like the early days of 2012, 2013, when you know the, uh, Robert's app was the kingmaker out there. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of guys that are hungry. We heard from Cecil Five, um, Dom Roberts, uh, Rollinson, and Neil Perrins the other day that they they plan on on um, updating this uh, their application all the time with new information, new pictures. You know, that's the kind of thing I think your consumer wants to hear these days. That they are going to be looked after, they're not going to be forgotten about, and if they do have a question, they're going to be responded to in, in a polite and helpful manner. But let me also say this, I think that's to balance that out. Generally, the way culture is, is that people generally don't often share good news. They're more prone to share bad news. So oftentimes the rating systems on Google, for example, generally would have a slant towards, you know, most times, a lot of times you'll get a few people will say oh, the app's great, but a lot of times it's the people that tend to to rate the app and to talk on social media, a lot of times are the people who have had a bad experience. I think, you know, maybe what we, we might not realize, and this would have been great to have a chat to Guy Gibbon about this, this part of it is, you know, this app's been down in the meantime. There's probably a lot of happy customers. So I think just to balance out with that there, we don't fully know the extent because we, you know, we unluckily haven't been able to chat to the developer around it. So... But Kelvin, um, it was good to have a chat tonight around the app. We've run out of time. I know we could have chatted for a, a lot more time. And yeah, I, I know you're going to be a, bit, a bit, little bit more of a regular voice on the show. Um, we've got some really exciting developments we can be chatting about in the next couple of weeks. So thanks, Kelvin. I appreciate you being on the show and for giving up your time. It's been awesome. No, thanks, Adam. And, and thanks to all the listeners. And uh, uh, I hope um, anyone that's on the fence gives uh, the Roberts a serious consideration because it's been my go-to app for since i've been birding and using apps for birding um so i'm definitely i would consider myself an ambassador or someone uh, someone that, that that recommends the app often um and yeah i look forward to chatting to you again i know that there are some exciting things in the pipeline and um yeah uh, i encourage all the all your listeners to share and like this like this podcast and, and hopefully it adds value when making their decisions so the Roberts Bird Guide 2nd Edition is available on both Android and iOS for 499 Rand. With all that the app has to offer, it offers great value to the user. This weekend, the Birding Life Show is coming up and I get to have a chat to Peter Ryan, Director of the Percy Fitzpatrick Institute of African Ornithology, about the all-new Cecil Birds of Southern African Field Guide, as well as his love for seabirds. On next week's weekly chirp, 
We continue chatting around seabirds as I have a chat with Dominic Rollinson about land-based seabirding. He'll be giving us lots of tips on how to see more seabirds from land as well as telling us all about the best spots in the region. Don't forget to follow The Birding Life on Instagram and Facebook. I appreciate everyone that takes the time to interact with these accounts. Also, don't forget to head over to our website, www.thebirdinglife.com. Just a reminder, could you please hit the follow button and rate The Birding Life podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. Be sure to check out Birdlasser and download the app on either iOS or Android. And keep a life list while playing your part in social conservation, as well as Seropsy Optic, one of the world's leading producers of binoculars, monoculars, and spotting scopes. So until next time, be blessed and happy birding.